Hey, what's going on? Not much. What's up with you? Nothing. Happy New Year. Yeah, same to you. Yeah. We'll see if this is any better. <laughs> oh, well, good luck with that. <laughs> <sighs> Mine is not starting off well at all. Why? What happened? I had two hard drives crash on me. Oh. One was the backup to the backup. Dance, monkey, dance. Welcome to this week's episode of Dance Monkey Dance. I'm Chris. I'm John. Happy New Year, John. Happy New Year to you. Welcome to 2021, where apparently votes don't matter and, you know, we're just going to do whatever the fuck we want. Yay. Uh, yeah. (laughs) By the time this comes out, there'll either be some major shit going on in Washington or people will come to their senses. Only time will tell. <laughs> That's true. That is true. Yeah. Did you have a good New Year's at least? It was quiet. Yeah. Yep. It was quiet. I mean, takes you know, except for the fireworks, but you know, it was quiet. You didn't go outside banging pots and pans at midnight. No, and I was gonna run outside and yell Jumanji, <laughs> <laughs> but there's too many people around. Oh, come on. You don't want to yeah. be the, the weird neighbor that nobody wants to approach? I would figure that'd be exactly. right up your alley. <laughs> you make no, the I'd spectacle. I'd be afraid that I would, I would do it and somebody else would join in and then they'd think we were friends. It's <laughs> the last thing I need. Yeah, yeah. I'm knocking on your door. Mm-hmm. Oh. Hey, neighbor. <laughs> Did you watch the weird telecast of uh, New Year's Rockin' Eve? I didn't. I kind of flipped back and forth between a few things. Um, I was watching Anderson Cooper on CNN and I was watching the Ken Jung Joel McHale thing on Fox. Was it on Fox? Uh, I don't know. And um, actually I was, I was actually watching other stuff. So it was very bizarre. So they closed Times Square for the first time, I guess, since they've been doing this. Well, I saw that and they had like little pens set up. They had little pens and they invited frontline workers. They were like, if you've been on the front line for this entire pandemic, come enjoy like a private party. Which <laughs> a I, private party where we're going to lock you in your own little cage. Well, I mean, look, I appreciate that they're doing that for those people. It's a little weird because, yeah, they set up they set up these little pens for these people and their their families to be in. So it's. I didn't see, like, they said they were six feet apart, but they were, like, catty corner to catty corner. Yeah. So if you were both in those corners, you were, like, right up against each other. So mm-hmm. whatever. Um, And then they had a stage set up where uh, these acts were performing, and Cindy Lauper was performing alongside the dude from, um, oh, he's from Broadway. Kinky Boots. Yes. Yeah. Yes, that guy. Yes. And 
like there's these really odd pauses where they were going to play a different song and they come over to, to Cindy Lauper and they're like fixing her hair or something. Mm-hmm. And then it cuts away real quick and then it cuts back and she starts singing this new song about not giving up. And I was like, yeah, okay, this is kind of bizarre, but there was <laughs> nobody in front of them. The stage had where people would stand filled with, um, like beach balls and then a wall where the production crew was. Okay. So they were playing to the wall, but they were like trying to talk to the people in the little pens. It was really weird. Hmm. And then they had, they had JLo come out and sing. I saw a little bit of her stuff and she was up on this giant, I guess she was supposed to be like a Christmas tree. Was the lift with her dress around it? Yeah, and she had yeah. this weird like metal thing across her face. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, okay, this is this is quite bizarre." I guess Lady Gaga had a garage sale. I guess that's that was my first thing. I was like, "Is she trying to be Lady Gaga?" Um, and just to show you how out of touch I was, I kept thinking that we were watching Mar- Mariah Carey, and they did "Dream On." She did "Dream On" yes. by Aerosmith. Smith. And I yep. turned to my wife and I said, how come she's not hitting those high notes that she's famous for? And <laughs> my wife looked at me for a second and she goes, who do you think that is? And I said, isn't that the all you want for Christmas woman? And she said, no, that's JLo. And I was like, she doesn't do the high notes. And she said, no, that's Mariah Carey. <laughs> oh, okay. So I'm totally out of it. I have reached that point where all the singers are the same and. That's funny. Yeah. I I, I don't know anymore. Because Mariah, a couple of years ago, was the one that, like, stormed off stage or something, I guess. And that's what I was, was thinking. Was it? I don't, I, I don't remember. I, 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 I mean, I tried to find the Cindy Lauper thing on YouTube, yeah. and all that's on there are, like, reaction videos. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, what the fuck? That's because I think CBS or ABC, whatever the fuck they were on, I guess it was ABC takes down all the official videos and to get around it you'd have reaction videos of people reacting to it and using it as um, fair use oh so you can find those but you can't find like the official videos anymore oh well that's stupid yeah well you know youtube can upset the advertisers yeah well it's no longer the wild west on youtube folks (laughs) it is definitely regulated now yeah. Anybody who dreams of being a YouTube like star can is is pretty much that's over. Yeah. Go find something else to do. Ah, <laughs> oh, lordy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it's it now we got a a new uh a new year. Yeah. Let's see how we fuck it up. Well, I mean, we're already fucking it up, so. Yeah. yeah. Did you see any of the footage from the theme parks this past week? I saw a video from New Year's Eve at Magic Kingdom. Uh-huh. Where the managers were walking around telling people, so the park closed at 11. Mm-hmm. And people were standing in the the thing in front of the castle, the courtyard, because they felt that Disney would surprise them with fireworks at midnight. Yeah, because people are stupid. Yeah, and all the videos that I saw were people, like, really upset, and it was like, 
you know, all those Disney people just kind of want to go home to their families and right. you're sitting there waiting until midnight and you're fucking up that plan for them. And mm-hmm. you're kind of despicable, despicable people like, well, that's the shitty vloggers on eBay on, uh, on YouTube, YouTube. Yeah. That's why they're there. <laughs> And at the end of the video we watched, the dude was like, well, they told us nothing was going to happen, but I, I kind of felt like something would. And it's like, well, okay. So why would Disney want not say something was going to happen? Right. So that as you're all walking out with your backs to us. Right, exactly. <laughs> and in order to do that, you need the pyro people, you need the spotters, you need the management, mm-hmm. you need people checking wind, you need all this shit that... If Disney says they're not going to do it, they're not going to suddenly put those people in the place. Right. So I just, uh, yeah, it, it kind of ticked me off because I've worked New Year's Eve's before and mm-hmm. it would have been really nice to be home before midnight for some of those. Right. But no, you're going to fucking sit there. I I would have gotten security and would like started like hurting them out. Look, nothing's going to happen. Get the fuck out. Park is closed. Yeah. Well. Park's closed. The mouse outside should have told you. You can't do that because some blogger is going to be videotaping you and then they're going to try to provoke you. And <laughs> I'm not saying they're not awful people, but I'm I'm saying that that shouldn't stop Disney. No, it shouldn't. So, yeah, that was that was about all I saw. You know, most it seemed like most same people stayed home for New Year's. Yeah. And that it was just kind of some of the crazy people that were out. Yeah, I saw some video footage from uh, Key West, and it looked to be really quiet. As it should be. As it should be, exactly. Yeah. Yep, so, I mean, it was it was quiet here, except for the fireworks. Yeah. We hit midnight. We did like confetti poppers and then I went to bed. <laughs> Left them to clean it up, you know. Oh, that's nice. You wanted to make this mess, you clean it up. <laughs> Damn kids, get off my lawn. Ah, <laughs> oh, well. But did you make any resolutions? No. No? No. I mean, there are things in my head that I'd like to accomplish this year. Mm-hmm. But I've always noticed that if you if you tell them, there's there's a thing about being held accountable for them. Yes. But I would rather reach my goal and say, "Hey, this is something I had planned all year." Right. Than have than have people bug me. Yeah. Because shit happens throughout the year. Sometimes things go by the wayside for other reasons and. You know, I would just rather sit there and say at the end of the year, this is what I accomplished. Mm -hmm. So. I would agree. Yeah. I I also don't do any of the the superstitious stuff. Like what? Well, like. Like black eyed peas. Black eyed peas. All that shit. Got to eat certain things on New Year's Day. Yeah. It's an arbitrary day. It is. It It, very much is. It's picked because it's, you know. They claim it's the beginning of a new year, but that's only because we're counting from a certain point. Mm-hmm. Doesn't really mean anything. <laughs> don't don't let an arbitrary date make you change something. Change it anyway. That's right. 
Words to live by. That's right. I'm going to put it on a t-shirt. Why wait for the new year? That's right. Do it now. Because you might be dead tomorrow. You know, that's possible. (laughs) The way things are going. (laughs) Speaking of dead. Yes. um, We we lost a couple of people. A couple more pieces of my childhood are gone. Yeah. Uh, the first is somebody that, that we saw in person a couple of years uh-huh. ago. Yeah. Uh, Don Wells, one of the last surviving members of Gilligan's Island, passed away from COVID this past week. Isn't she the last surviving member? No. Um, is the professor Tina, still alive? No, Tina Louise. Oh, is Tina Louise is still alive. alive. Yeah. So she, yeah, but she, you never knew her. <laughs> she's, she's last she's island person better. standing. But... uh. You know, now she can say that she outlived Marianne. I know, that's sad. She was the hottest no matter what. And she was, what, 82? Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, got in, got in trouble a couple of years ago for, for, like, weed or something. And it was like, hey, like, let her be, like, she's older. Just let her do whatever the fuck she wants. Jesus well, she used to do the Summerstock dinner theater circuit for a while. Yeah. And I knew someone who had worked at one of these. Uh, I forget where it was, but it was a it was like on the side of the road, but it was like a showboat, okay. like on cement. <laughs> okay. And, and she was constantly having um, shady characters come and bring her things. Um, well, I mean, I, I heard that about her a long time ago. Yeah. So, but you know, she wasn't her. Whatever. Anybody. You know, who cares anymore? I mean, she her 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 claim to fame is from the '60s. Lots of drug use on in the '60s. Probably a lot of drug use on the set of Gilligan's Island. Everybody just needs to calm down. Well, Bob Denver was a big old stoner. He was. He was, and I'm sure he was getting the, the skipper toked up in between scenes. <laughs> oh gosh! Mrs. So Howell. yeah. So this is how yeah. lovey, lovey. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, another piece of my childhood gone. And then the one sh- on the same day, mm-hmm. we lost Shabadoo. I know. And if you don't know who Shabadoo is and you need to go watch Breakin' and Breakin' 2 Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> Not to be confused confused with, what was it, Shabba Rank? Shabba? Sh- yeah, something like that, Shabba Rank. The last, was he the last, da- last dragon? S- something like that, yeah. Oh, Shabba, no! Shabba Ranks was a Jamaican. You mean the you mean the character in in the Last Dragon? No, that was Shonuff. Yeah, wasn't Shonuff. It? Yeah, Shonuff. I thought there was another Shabba. Oh. <laughs> Could be. Maybe not. Could be. Um, I remember uh, being a kid. I I don't remember what year Breaking came out. I maybe eighty four. Let me see. That sounds about right. Breaking. No, not break in. Just break it. Let me do it this Google way. is your friend. I know. Shabadoo? Yeah, okay. 1984. Okay. Um, and ironically, Breaking and Breaking 2 came out in the same year, according to Internet Movie Database. I don't. Wow. I don't know how they did that, but they did it. Um, so I'm sure much like your neighborhood growing up in the eighties, 
breakdancing was huge. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember taking my father or, or having my father take me to see breaking. Really? And him sitting in that audience being like, what the fuck did you do? Like, <laughs> why, why, why did you bring me here? I did that twice to him. I did that with Breakin, and I did that with uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Okay, that's the gamut. Where where he like at the end of the, the movie, he was like, "Did you like that?" To both of them, and I said, "Yeah." And he was like, "Why?" And I, I remember <laughs> as like a ten year old being like, "Well, those are some. That's a weird thing to say to a kid, but whatever." Yeah. But yeah, Shabadoo, whose real name is El El, El Adolfo. Quinones, something like that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, but known as Shabadoo. Shabadoo. Passed away. He was only fifty, uh, uh sixty-five. Hmm. So. Was he doing a head spin and lost control? I don't know what he died of. They didn't really say. What? Drive by? No. <laughs> Jesus. Walk by? I mean, he was old. <laughs> <laughs> He's only 65, there's dude. A, there's some old beef. <laughs> Show enough, come back after him? Uh, no, it was the other kid from Breaking. Oh, which one was that? Oh, what, what was the other dude's name? No, he I was Ozone uh, Turbo. Oh. Michael, yeah, I Michael haven't Chambers. seen either one of those movies. Never? Never. Oh, man. Never. You got to watch it just, you know, for the... No, yeah. I don't know. <sighs> I suppose I could put that on the list. Very, very far down. Okay. At least for the. Okay. You have to watch Break In because Jean Claude Van Damme is in it. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> okay. And that. As a, as a dancer, that should make you want to see Break In. Okay. And you'll recognize him. Like, like it looks like Jean Claude. Okay. Yeah, I don't know how they did it, but both Breakin' and Breakin' 2 Electric Boogaloo came, both came out in 1984. Wow. They filmed back-to-back? It was going to be that, that popular? I don't know. Either that or, um, like, they they shot the first one in 83. They released it in, like, February, and then it was such a big hit that they shot through the summer of of 84 and then released it by Christmas or something. Eh, could have been. Be, okay, breaking break strike in, while the iron's hot. Breaking two came out in December. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh shit! I just had it. Where the fuck did it go? Come on, Internet Movie Database. Uh, so that came out on the twenty first of December of eighty four, and Breaking came out in dun, 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 the fourth. Oh, May fourth. Oh, that's even weird. Oh, wow! So they just rushed that shit right through production. I'm sure it shows. <laughs> Possibly. You know, they they scaled back on the special effects. <laughs> special effects? I mean, it's just a bunch of dancers. All they needed was a camera. That's right. And boom. There you go. Yep. So, yeah. Two, two more pieces of my childhood gone. So, so were you into breakdancing yourself? Did you like carry around big pieces of cardboard everywhere you went? The the neighborhood kids were. I could do the worm and a couple of things, but like I wasn't spinning around on my head or nothing. No. No. Couldn't do windmills. No. 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 
Do you have a name? Do you have a what are they called? B boys? No, like a nickname. B boy, no. B boy, B boy, B boys, Big C. <laughs> Big C. I was cancer and and breakdancing. Is that what you're trying to say? Yes, <laughs> yes. The Big C is with us today. He brought his own car, so you know. Uh, yeah, I probably dance like cancer. <laughs> What does cancer dance like, Chris? Very badly. Okay. I'm a white kid from New Jersey. You know. Uh, yeah. And, and not even I'm like like images in my mind right now. And not even like urban New Jersey. I was suburban New Jersey. Yeah. I was down by the boardwalk, man. Did you wear parachute pants? No, my so my my parents were. Well, my father's still very conservative. And so we never got whatever the um hip happening thing at the moment was. Okay. Like so we never got parachute pants, the spiked belts and all that stupid shit in the early 80s was never yeah. something that my parents would buy us. I never got like Nike's when they were popular. Like it was a a lower to middle class family that was you know, watching their money. And so mm-hmm. me and my two sisters didn't get any of that kind of shit. Did you have the red vinyl Michael Jackson jacket, the sequin no. glove? No. No? No. Okay. Nope. Sorry, modest upbringing. Wow. Yeah. Very sheltered. No, I wouldn't say I was sheltered. I was just not no. given anything. Oh. <laughs> I mean, and not not as a shot at, at you know my upbringing. It was just the situation of the time. Mm. You know, my dad was a firefighter, and my mom was a nurse. They mid eighties, they weren't making a whole lot of money. Couldn't spend it on frivolous things. So right, but that's just the way we grew up. I mean, it's not like I I like was pissed off about it. Right. You know, it, that's just the way it was. Hey, being humble. It's a lot to be said for that. Sure, absolutely. Now I just buy whatever I want, so. See, well, there you go. <laughs> but I can also talk myself out of anything. It takes me a long time to buy that stuff. Yeah. Because I will sit there and literally say, "Do I really need that? How much will I use it?" Mm-hmm. No, I don't. I don't need to do that now. So. And then you know, if if I drank. If I drank alcohol and was up late at night, I think I'd be in a lot of trouble. Because <laughs> I do think I'd be one of those people that would just buy shit uh-huh. in a drunken stupor and then be like, what did I do? Oh, look, it's a prototype Boba Fett helmet. <laughs> I need that. Okay, so here's a perfect example. They announced <laughs> the the Black Series Mandalorian helmet. Uh-huh. 110 bucks coming out in June. I agonized over whether or not I should buy that. It's $110, whatever. And I talked myself out of it because it was like, do I really need that? I know it's only 110 bucks, but technically I still don't have a full-time job. So who knows what's, right. where I'm going to be in June. And I'd like rationalize that shit that way. Right. So, okay. so I didn't buy it. But that's one of those things where like if I was drinking in the middle of the night, I would have been like, give me two. You know. <laughs> right. <laughs> So maybe it's good that I don't drink. Yeah, it could be. (laughs) 
So, okay. Weird switch in direction, but, you know, I'm not subtle, so whatever. Okay. Whiplash. If, yes, exactly. I don't know if you're, you're aware of the turmoil going on at Lucasfilm right now. Uh... I guess not. If if I if I if I said the name Pablo Hidalgo to you, would you know who I was talking about? Yes. Okay. So Pablo Hidalgo is one of the higher ups at Lucasfilm right now. Right. I believe he's on the story group. The the people that are supposed to be in charge of the legacy of Star Wars. Who yeah. allowed things like um rise of Skywalker and the last Jedi and shit like that to happen. Um, so there is a YouTuber by who goes by the channel name star Wars theory. Okay. He's got a couple of million followers. He's been, he makes, he makes star Wars specific videos every day about certain aspects of the books or the TV shows, whatever. Um, he's made a rather very impressive Darth Vader short film that, he actually had to go to court with Lucasfilm over because um, they said that it was violating his um, their copyright. And he was like, it's a fan film. Like, right. If I didn't have a couple million follow- followers, you wouldn't care. So um, he did a live reaction video to the last episode of the Mandalorian. Okay. And he was a very vocal person when it came to the last Jedi that he didn't like the way that they had treated Luke Skywalker. And when Luke Skywalker appeared at the end of Mandalorian and it was the Luke that he had always been wanting to see since he was a kid, he cried and and it was a very genuine thing. I watched it. Um, you know, there were a lot of people that were super emotional over it. Sure. Um, so somebody, sent the clip to Pablo who works for Lucasfilm and Pablo's response was, yeah, emotions are not for sharing. And so they were like, Whoa, like that's a, you should be happy that the company that you work for was able to elicit a response from fans. Right. Like, like an emotional response. So he deletes the tweet and then he makes it his header on his Twitter page. So everybody can see it. So star Wars theory made a video and said, look, I'm not, I I don't know Pablo Hidalgo personally. I don't know what the hell's going on, but like you would think that somebody's that who's in their story group should sit there and say, I'm very happy that we were able to elicit an emotional response by just having a character show up on screen. Like there's no real character development in that five minutes at the end of Mandalorian for Luke, like for for good or bad, whether you like the last Jedi or not, there is a, there, there is a character growth to Luke that you see happen in the film. I don't think it was right for the character, but it happens Mm -hmm. in Mandalorian. You're just seeing Luke the way that everybody wanted to see Luke. And it came from two guys who understand what the Star Wars audience wants. And the feeling is that by people eliciting an emotional response over Luke Skywalker, that 
Pablo feels that um, they're spitting in his face because he allowed the story of Luke to to happen in The Last Jedi. He was one of the people that steered Ryan Johnson into like, oh, he's cut himself off from the force and blah, 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 blah. Um, so it just, it it's an interesting thing that's happened that like, um, apparently Kathleen Kennedy came to Pablo Hidalgo's side and said, look, he, he doesn't speak for all Lucasfilm. We understand it's an emotional thing. Pablo didn't mean it that way, whatever, you know, trying to smooth shit over. And apparently there's a right. lot of people within Lucasfilm that's like, fuck that. You guys destroyed this and Dave and John have brought this back. And now you're, you're standing up for somebody who's basically like taunting the fans of star Wars. Like you want to talk about like, um, um, what's the term that we, we always use for star Wars fans. Um, assholes no well yeah but uh the toxic the the toxic community okay like you you bitch about the toxic community of star wars and then when something positive happens you go and you shit on that again like you should be happy that people are now talking about star wars in a positive light right again like people are super excited that you're doing all these tv shows the last thing that anybody that works for lucasfilm should be doing is pissing off or like, or shitting on fans. Right. Like it's, that's just not cool. So, um, Mark Hamill put up a tweet at the same time, all this was going on where he basically took the side the side of John Favreau and, and Dave Filoni and thanked them for bringing Luke the way that he should have been seen. So I think we might be, catching up to the end of days for Kathleen Kennedy here. Hmm. Wouldn't surprise me. Cause I, I can't imagine Disney would want somebody in that organization to be causing rifts within the fan base right now. I mean, they just got star Wars back to a point where people are excited about it. Right. And you've got all this money tied up in, in the high Republic. It's like, yep. why, why are you willing to risk all of that? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's pretty fucked up. Um, they, there's even talk and I know that you're down among some creative people, mm -hmm. but there was a rumor on the internet and I don't know how true this is that, um, Disney is planning to kind of retool Batu and galaxy's edge to kind of pull some of the sequel characters out and place more Mandalorian characters in as they're seeing things shift. Well, galaxy's edge has always been approached as a living experience. Right. And as the, 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 uh, the mythos expands, there's, there was plans that they would, you know, start incorporating that. You also have to look that that Galaxy's Edge opened, and you've got Kylo Ren, you know, walking around with his his stormtroopers, and yet Kylo Ren dies in the movie. Right. Well, I mean, it's supposed to take place at a very specific point. Right. And I I think that they need to open that up. Well, I think, well, from what, from what the rumors are is that that definitely is 
at least being talked about as far as like shying away from that story, that one complete story and, and putting things in there that people want to see, you know, bringing back Boba Fett, but putting him in his new look and having Mandalorian walk around and maybe getting somebody to dress up as, um, um, Fennec Shand and, have have the things that people really want to see instead of Ray. Who wants Ray? Well, and yeah, but again, that was the push for girl power and um trying to basically pivot the entire franchise to a a newer audience. Okay. So put Ahsoka but, in there. Sure. Bo-Katan, a couple of those people, you know. Definitely. All of that is fair game. All of that is fair game. I think one of the problems that Galaxy's Edge has is kind of a very <sighs> arrogant attitude from WDI. Okay. In that, you know, they're going to open the land, but they're not going to be photo ops. You know, they're going to be all these little interactions, but they're not going to stand around and have their pictures taken. And we're going to introduce you to characters who don't exist in the movies. And it's like, yeah, that's great, but you need that that recognition. Oh, you're talking about the, the chick that, like, runs around hiding from people? Yeah, Vimarati. Yeah, okay. Which I think that's great. But you're only playing to a very small audience. Right. The average person walking through Batu does not know the storyline. No. And if somebody is asking you where the bathroom is and you go into this 20-minute lecture on where the refreshers are, <laughs> they're probably going to pee their pants. Uh, yeah. Well. You know, they they – in concept, they felt that this would be a, a – a LARPing experiment, but you're not allowed to wear costumes if you're an adult in a right. Disney theme park. Right. So you just killed that. As to where and if you go over of, to Universal, you can buy a fucking Harry Potter robe and walk around in it wherever the fuck you right. want. Right. Well, you can buy them at Disney. You just can't wear them in the park as an adult. <laughs> You know, that's like they, you know, they sold these little, little baby R2 units that you could customize for, you know, hundred bucks or whatever, mm -hmm. but that you couldn't play with them in the park <laughs> because, you know, people would, would see them as a trip hazard. Okay. Like, hey, you're not thinking this thing through people. Yeah. You can't have it both ways. No, not at all. And look, but I think that's part of the problem is that you've got some Imagineers who are so full of themselves that they they feel that this is some sort of art that they are creating. <laughs> and it's really a product for mass consumption. Well, and I think Disney's going to look at it that way. Disney is going to be like, well, we can get more people into the area if, if the but Mandalorian is walking to. around. No. They don't, they don't need to. Reservations for Rise of the Resistance are gone within three minutes of opening. Well, that's because that's I, I still feel that like that's a shitty thing to do. I think it is, too. But when you build an attraction that has such a low throughput every hour, hmm. 
And then you have the audacity to suggest that they should be charging extra for it because of all the wonderful technology. It's like you failed in your job. Yeah. You know, I'm sorry. It, you know, there was a reason that Walt built it's a small world and, and parts of the Caribbean and all these other rides that just constantly keep moving. Right. Because you don't need to understand the story. It's all very simple. It's, oh, look, these are children from all over the world getting along and singing a song. <laughs> and that's all you need to know. You don't need to know that they're, you know, that they're slave labor and these are the, the, the children who've been left in the park alone by their parents and, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Just unnecessary. Yeah. But, I mean, I do think that, that with the more expanded Star Wars universe that they have, plan now for Disney plus Disney's going to want to capitalize on that at galaxy's edge. Oh, of course. And I'm not saying get rid of the millennium Falcon and put the razor crest in there because the millennium Falcon is a sight to behold. Sure. If you are a, a star Wars fan and seeing that is a very touching and moving experience. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying like, look at the response of, people who like Kylo Ren as opposed to the Mandalorian. And yes, you can, you can get a better guest experience if you have the right people walking around. Because I mean, there's not a whole lot of room for expansion. At least it feels that way. Oh, there is. Is there like, Oh yeah, definitely. Okay. Definitely. Oh Yeah. You know, you'll you'll be parking at Daytona Beach, but you know, still, <laughs> there's plenty of room to expand. Okay. I mean, it's, I guess, not knowing the layout of where everything is in my head, you know, it's hard to see where it would go. But, um, you know, I just i I like the fact that they innovated on rides. They put you in the the pilot seat of the Millennium Falcon and. You can do all this cool shit. Like that was a great experience. I've never been on Rise of the, of the Resistance, so I don't know what that's like. Although I've heard good things, but at the end of the day, I don't really want a picture of Kylo Ren, and I don't care if he comes out of his little ship and does a thing. Right. Like I'm probably not going to stop and watch that. Like, that's just not me. But it would be cool to see Boba Fett walking around in his new outfit, or Din, or Bo Katan, or you know, even Ahsoka. Yeah. Definitely. You know. Can keep Definitely. the girl power thing. But they need to find a way to monetize it without doing a love and shove opportunity. <laughs> okay. You know, hey honey, go stand next to Ahsoka. Okay. Pretend like you're having, you know, you get two lightsabers in your hands. Okay, make a face. <laughs> And for ninety nine ninety nine, you can get it on a CD ROM as you leave the park. Well, I mean, they're they're still but there's, planning there's on that. There's got to be a way. There's got to be a way to monetize it. Well, they're still planning in a on way that, that fits that hotel, your narrative. Right? They're still planning on the hotel. Like that's three thousand dollars a person or whatever it is. Yes. Stay. Minimum. Oh God. What a what a weird fucked up world we live in. Well, you know, people are going to mortgage their houses to be able to go. Maybe if I get like some kind of weird, like, like uncurable disease, 
and I know that I have like six months left to live, I'll just be like, Hey, we're going to go stay here for two days and blow 10 grand, you know, whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I I think though that circling back around to the Pablo Hidalgo thing that now is not the time to cause waves. And the fact that anybody in Lucasfilm is allowing him to speak out against anybody in the star Wars community is kind of weird. Well, it's, but all he said was emotions shouldn't be shared. Yeah. There was no, there was no context. There was no, it wasn't capital letters with a bunch of exclamation points. There wasn't a poop emoji with it. He just made a comment. And unfortunately, but, when it comes to you're just putting words out there and you have a a name attached to it. But it's it's it was in response to a direct question about that video. Sure. It it he was he was speaking directly to the fact that this dude cried because he had seen Luke the way he always wanted to see Luke. Mm-hmm. That's still a shitty thing to do to any fan. Sure. I mean, Star Wars fans, especially if you're an old Star Wars fan, you grew up in the 80s getting picked on for like in Star Wars. If you were a sci-fi kid. Like that was something that happened to a lot of people. Oh, you like Star Wars? What are you gay? What are you a geek? What are you a nerd? Like all these names get called on you because of something that you like. And right. here is somebody in a position of power at Lucasfilm that's basically being like, like, ugh, it's nothing to cry over. Like, but it is like you can't you can't gatekeep an emotional experience on something that your company helped create. Especially if you're part of the story team. Like he should be thrilled that that people are reacting that way. Sure. And it was a stupid comment. The The lack of a response immediately, I think, is what hurt him. What do you mean? Well, oh, instead that, of... That he, didn't, he didn't go... He didn't apologize for it or whatever? He didn't apologize. He didn't try to explain himself. Man, some people. Damn it. <laughs> Take away his bonus. I, I don't know. I just, that's a shitty thing. That's a stupid thing. I mean, I watch, I watch Star Wars theory channel. I've, you know, he's a lot better than some of the other Star Wars channels that are out there. Um, he doesn't tend to put out rumors. Okay. Um, he tends to report on stuff that is verifiable, which I appreciate. It's not like, all these other people that are watching a a trailer and then they're trying to figure out what it's how it's all connected. Right. He's like, well, you know, here's a shot of this and here's a shot of this and look how cool this looks and blah, blah, blah. Like he's not, he's, he's not trying to put out bad information and I appreciate mm -hmm. that. And his, his short film for Vader is really cool. Okay. And like as a filmmaker, as somebody who's made fan films, like, I can appreciate the hard work that he's put into it. And he has devoted a large part of his adult presence to star Wars and has built a 
um, an audience based around that and to have somebody from Lucasfilm kind of like make fun of them for it is really shitty thing. Okay. So, I mean, that's just my opinion, but I just, I think that, you know, in the grand scheme of things, Pablo is probably not the best choice to lead star Wars going forward, especially in the present company of Favreau and Filoni. Sure. Maybe that's what he's pissed off about. Maybe that's what Well, I mean, you know, it, it very much could be, it very much could be that, you know, he helped usher in the sequels and they were not well received. Yeah. So I, who knows? You know, he, he hasn't defended himself, really. He's made an apology. Yeah, and, uh, he shouldn't have said it. it in the first place. No, he shouldn't have. That's why I don't tweet. <laughs> I mean, Twitter's just a weird thing anyway. Mm-hmm. I mean, the people that do it, do it well, I mean, it can be entertaining for sure, but maybe I just don't do it well. Uh, I don't know. I don't have the patience for it. I just do not have the patience for it, and I don't need that much attention that I need to, you know, <laughs> amass the likes. But see, that's the weird thing about, like... Be, being somebody who's searching for a job right now, mm-hmm. it's really bizarre that like in order to get ahead on LinkedIn, they are like, you have to be engaged. You have to become commenting on everybody's um, posts mm-hmm. and you've got to do all this shit. And it's like, okay, I don't want a job. I don't want to add all this extra shit into my job search of now that I've got to do all this shit to find a job. Like you would think that my experience and what I can bring to the table should be what gets me noticed and not. Well, you would think, but that's not really the case. And that's fuck it. That sucks. Especially for introverts. Uh, yeah. Well, the thing that pisses me off is people who don't read your, your goddamn profile Yeah, and they see, you know, a job title and they're able to figure out what your work email may be. So they're sending you an email. I had this one guy, Jason, <laughs> who sent me an email last week about this IT leaders of Orlando uh, organization that was looking for new members and he was going on and on and we have monthly meetings and we've got top of the line uh, guest speakers and I, usually I just immediately delete that shit. <laughs> well, this time I decided to respond Uh-oh. and I said, okay, you, you obviously didn't read my profile. I have nothing to do with IT. I have nothing to do with, with you know, networking or technology implementation or any of that shit. Um, if you read my profile, you would have understood that. Um, I'm not interested. Just, you know, piss off. <laughs> well, then he responds. He goes, no, your your profile was very interesting to us, and I think you'd really get a lot out of it. It's like you were so full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay, well, you know, you were called on it. Now you're trying to backpedal. That's fine. But 
that's not what you that's not what linkedin is for that's what youtube is for <laughs> right and that's that's the thing like like people are now judging you like i can't tell you how many times and i've stopped a and a job application like midway through because at the bottom of it it's like what's your facebook uh, address and what is your twitter address and it's like i don't want to be judged and i understand like they don't want to hire like a full out blown like racist or something mhm but at the same time, there's got to be a separation of of work and life. Well, one would hope and expect that. However, these days, that's not entirely possible. That that fucking sucks. I just <laughs> I just would rather not have a goddamn social media profile then. Okay. Like, like so, I get rid of everything, and then now they're going to be like, "Well, why don't you have it?" Like. It just, it all feels fucking stupid, man. It's a stupid fucking thing to have to base, like, what you can do creatively on. Well, I mean, this is a paradigm shift. The way we do business, the way we approach it is is totally changing. So you need to find where you're comfortable adapting Yeah. so that it's not stressing you out, but you also need to accept that that's how some of these places work. And maybe that's a place you don't want to work for. Well, that's why I stop them. I'm like, I don't need to be working for you. Right. And I don't do it. And, and I've had plenty of, of job interviews and stuff. So I feel like, you know, I've been told people like my reel and that they very interested in my resume. So I know mm -hmm. those, those companies are out there that really don't give a shit, but like if I'm going to be a video editor for you, it doesn't matter what my fucking Facebook is because if you go there, it's all locked to people who aren't my friends anyway. So what are you going to see? Right. Like, what's the point? I mean, if you go on my Twitter, you're going to see me yelling at fucking Trump. Like, <laughs> I, like, and I've made it a point now of like, if I see that a job is in Texas, I won't apply right. for it. Sure. I'm like, I don't want to work for those people. Like I'm, I, I don't want to move to fucking Texas for sure. Right. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm making decisions based on that kind of shit, but you know, I just feel it's, it's kind of fucked up to have to be, to share that shit in order to get a job. But I know, like you said, it's the way that shit works now. Uh, it is. And that sucks. Ah, uh, this too shall pass. <laughs> It just needs to go back to kind of the way it was. The good old days, Chris, when we didn't mix. No, Jesus. No. No, like prior to four years ago. You know, what's coming? Hopefully. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't have anything to add to that. <laughs> okay. It's, it, it's, no. I, I, where's that well-armed militia when you need it? <laughs> Is he back from my, from Miami yet? Yeah. He, he oh. went back early, um, because of what's going to happen on January 6th, according to him. Ooh, get yeah. the bunker ready. Come on, Ava. Let's go. Uh, yeah. I mean, 
bring the Cheetos. He, he, he claims Trump claims that, um, he's going to present a whole bunch of new evidence. And it's like, Congress is not a fucking court. Right. That, First of all, whatever evidence you had should have been shown a long time ago. And now they're, I guess they just tried to sue Mike Pence. Republicans Mm -hmm. tried to sue Mike Pence to have him throw out the electors. Yes. And he went to the courts and said, please get rid of that. Right. And so they threw it out and then the Republicans repealed it or appealed it, whatever the fuck that. Appeal? Appeals court? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then this morning they upheld the original, so it's getting thrown out. But, like, the sedition amongst fucking Republicans should not go unnoticed. It's treason. It's it, pure and simple treason, and the punishment for treason is death. So let's line them up on the National Mall. Maybe we could hang them over the stage on the 20th. So- <laughs> So and give everybody sticks like like for a pinata. So and what people need to understand is that what you're seeing is a bunch of new congressmen coming in who won their election saying the election was rigged. Mhm. In um in the 1860s, I think it was. Um they actually refused to seat 14 members of the newly elected Congress because they were trying to stop Lincoln from being certified. Right. So I think Pelosi should take all these new people and say, well, obviously if you're going to, if you're going to dispute the presidential election, you need to dispute your own and we can't seat you. That's right. And there's a precedent for that. And she would be well within her rights to turn those fuckers away. Mm-hmm. And she should because it's fucking sedition and it's treason and those fuckers need to pay. That's right. Because they're now stepping on democracy. The the party of patriots or whatever the fuck they're calling themselves now. Like, I'm not a patriot because I don't feel the same way that you do about the orange dude in charge. Right. Like, fuck you. And what does he still have over everyone I don't understand it. So, so one of, one of the YouTube people that I watched tried to explain this and that it's now Trump was an an anomaly as to the fact of how deeply his base is attached to him because of he speaks his mind. He's not like other politicians, whatever the reason is. But he's a moron. I know. He's speaking. His mind is garbage. But you're talking about people that have less. I don't want to say IQ because that's, that's the wrong way to put it. But that is what it is. Okay. Then these are, these are less educated people who are more apt to take advice from the Kardashians than they are to actually pick up the Washington post or Reuters or any of the other legitimate news agencies. Yes. So what's happening is they know the other politicians know there's no way to save Trump. They know that the, the, um, all of the claims are baseless that they're not going to stop. Joe Biden from getting elected. 
right and and be sworn in on the 20th what they're doing is now all these people like like holly or whatever the fuck this dude's name is that just got elected that oh yeah is gonna is gonna stand up and and object yes he's wanting to run for president someday so he's now appealing to the trump base of i'm sticking up for your guy so when i come knocking in a couple of years you need to support me and that's they're, they're all thinking that ted cruz is like if i can keep trump's base on my side I can get elected again and maybe move up my, my station in life or whatever. And that's what, that's why they're calling fucking Trump a kingmaker or whatever the fuck they're, whatever the ugly phrase is now, because his base will support whoever he says to support. So, you know, that, that Holly guy, whatever the fuck his name is. Yeah. That's his name. Holly. Holly? H-A-W-L-E-Y. Okay. Holly was like, um, you can't just throw out 74 million votes and disfranchise those voters. Well, yeah, you can because 81 million voted for the other guy. Right. So now you're saying that 81 million doesn't mean anything? Like, where are you drawing this imaginary line? Well, that's exactly what they're doing is it's imaginary. It's it's, it's so So another thing that I've heard a lot about recently is – what they're doing is now setting up for the Republicans to never accept defeat. They are anytime a Republican loses now, they're going to claim it's rigged no matter what. So come Tuesday, if is if Ossoff and, and Warnock uh-huh. win and flip the Senate, the other two fucking idiots are going to say, well, it was rigged and they're going to push this shit. And it's going to just be like, no, no Republican is ever going to take responsibility for the fact that maybe they're a a terrible human being, Mm -hmm. you know, Kelly Loeffler, who is, is walking around with KKK members, right? David Perdue, that's given the white power sign in photos Mm -hmm. in the middle of Georgia. They're not going to accept that they were voted out by black people. Because because Stacey Abrams has has um, mobilized the all the black communities to go and vote and the, sure. th- let their voices be heard for the first time. And, you know, do I agree with the amount of money that's being spent in Georgia on this shit? No. No, because that money could go to so much better use. Yes. But I think- if the money that 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 McConnell has ferreted away from sponsors and not given to his his toothless redneck constituents <laughs> were used for good maybe some of them would get dental work <laughs> i mean i mean the whole odyssey of the two thousand dollar check thing mm-hmm. was so bizarre that trump started turning on mcconnell and mcconnell was like fuck you no yep and you know okay then we'll tie it to the 230 thing and the the election interference and it's like no the whole idea is to just vote on a clean bill instead of throwing all that other shit in there with it mm-hmm. you know that now we're not gonna like anybody who gets caught streaming for profit is going to go to jail for 10 years and all this foreign aid for countries that are trying to hurt us mm-hmm. you know all that shit's going out anyway right but we're not taking care of the people here and 
I keep hearing all this shit about, well, you can't just print money. It, it makes, it makes the but dollar. But that's what they've been doing. I know. And, and <laughs> it makes the dollar less valuable. Well, you know what? People need to be able to pay their fucking bills. Right. Like we're in the middle of a pandemic. 14 million people are out of work. What Jeff Bezos could support the United States and still walk away with more money than yeah. he has. Yeah. I mean, it's disgusting. It's it's truly disgusting. I mean, I hope that Warnock and, and Ossoff win. I hope they flip it blue so that um, Biden has an easier time reversing some of the bad shit that, that that's happened in the last four years. Mm-hmm. But I still think that like, like, I think Ossoff raised over $106 million between November and now. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's $106 million that could go to a bunch of different things. Right. And I don't know. I, I'm torn because I want to see him win, but at the same time, it's like, where's that money come from? Like, I don't know. It's, it's a sad state of affairs. And I'm hoping that Tuesday will bring some light at the end of the tunnel. And then Wednesday, here's, you know, here's hoping. Yeah. I'm hoping that that asshole Lynn Wood, I think that's his name. The, the, uh, the guy that the Republican guy that's going around telling Republicans not to vote in Georgia. Yeah. Because it's a rigged election. I hope they listen to him. I really do. Mm-hmm. I hope the Republicans get mopped up and it's a fucking warning sign to them that all these other people are coming for you. Right. I don't know. It's. I think what they need to do is when, when Leffler and, and Purdue lose, I think they need to find um, a large group of, of people of color, mm-hmm. not just black, but of, of the, the, ty- the type of people that they are scared of okay. and move them into their houses. <laughs> do you remember many years ago when we were working at that place we don't talk about? Yeah. There was a girl from South Africa who was dating our intern. Yeah. 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 And she had told us one day that, that once apartheid fell, like the black people could come up to your house and say, we're moving in and you had no recourse. Yes, I do. I remember that. Yeah. I think that's what needs to happen. (laughs) I think that they, that we need to have a a serious squatting problem in nice houses. Well, and not in, not in shitholes that are falling apart with broken windows, but you know, Mitch McConnell's out of town. All right, gang, load up the van. Here we go. Yeah. I mean, Look, I've always said that, you know, the thing with, with, you know, people with multiple houses and shit like that, fucking churches that get used once a week, like there should be extreme penalties for those buildings being empty 90% of the time. Sure. When they can house homeless people or whatever, you know, uh, Hey churches, you don't want to open for six of the seven days, then you need to pay some tax or you at least need to be shown that you're running a homeless shelter with a soup kitchen or something. No, 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 no. Cause those people are messy. <laughs> we don't, we don't want them. No, 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 no. Joel Osteen took that $4.4 million for paycheck protection yeah. and to get the carpet steam cleaned. Yeah. <laughs> or the but, other idiot that's that bought a private jet. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck him. Which immediately they should be arrested. Immediately, no, no further investigation. Lock them up. Mm-hmm. 
Just stop it. Stop I mean, it, stop it, stop it. Am I wrong? Isn't there a, something in the Bible about, like, if you die a rich man, you're not getting into heaven? I know I'm paraphrasing that, but isn't there something? No, there is there is something to that effect. That yeah, like like But they've turned it around. These people like Joel Osteen and Jim Baker and Benny Hinn preach what's called the prosperity gospel. Okay. And it's no longer do unto others as you have them do unto you. It's like as long as I can make a buck off of it, God says it's okay because he's letting me do it. Mm. And it's a shitty thing. And they take advantage of people and some of the people who are proponents of this and members of these churches are shit human beings. Oh yeah. Pure and simple. Yep. Pure and simple. I think every goddamn church needs to be treated as a business and needs to pay taxes. Absolutely. But that's never going to happen. I see. I think in a democracy, in a true democracy, I feel like there should be a thing where we as the voting public should be able to in vote on term limits for civil servants. Yes, we should without them being able to override that. Like you want to, you want to, um, a raise. Well, we have to vote on that for you. Yeah. They should become, um, Things that you're voting on at your yearly elections, they shouldn't be, you know, oh, and then the House is going to vote on whether or not to to raise their health care benefits. Yep. I, well, you know, they're going to give be, in, you know, in favor of that. Yeah. You know, they're going to vote to go home early for the holidays. Yep. And I truly feel like that's the kind of government we need to install. Sure. But it, that type of government is going to come with a lot of bloodshed. Well, I know, but something's got to change. Sure. Can't stay this way. I mean, once Trump's out of office, it doesn't mean his followers his are go gone. away. Just means the next mini Trump steps up. And who's that going to well, be? Well, it's DeSantis. It's Cruz. It's any number of these assholes. Did you see the video from Mar-a-Lago on New Year's Eve when Trump the, skipped the, out? Yeah, the big party with, with Vanilla Ice and Rudy. Yep. Not one face of color in that crowd as they sang, play that funky music, white boy. And it's like, this is what's wrong with America. This is why people hate us. Mm-hmm. It is. Uh, I don't get it. It's It's not an easy fix. We have let this go on for too many years. Yep. Too many years, and a, a, a lot of it is sins of our parents and grandparents, but, you know, a lot of it is our generation, too. Yeah. And God forbid relying on, you know, what are they now, the Gen Zers? The Millennials? Well, no, post-Millennial, because Millennials are already hit approaching 40, so. Oh. Yeah, whatever that next thing is. Yeah. You know, because they – you know, there's this small vocal minority who may have some some political leanings and some sense of, of contributing to society, but 90% of them are, you know, on their phones looking for Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> and it sounds like a joke and it sounds funny, but it's not. Yeah. I mean, there's been so much news coverage over 
what is it, Cyberpunk 2020? Mm-hmm. Like, it's a fucking video game, people. Get over it. Yep. But no, that's where we focus. We 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 go for low hanging fruit. We don't want to do the homework and look into it. Well, that's and, that's the real problem. Is that half of these idiots that I see arguing online aren't even they're just puppeting back what they're hearing from other people. They're not looking at it at all. Yeah. And it's like you want to make an argument, but you're just if you're going to hit the greatest hits of what Trump says. I can't argue with you because you're obviously not open-minded enough to look into it for yourself. Right. Oh, our economy's great. Is it really? Is that what you're basing this on? Yeah. Okay. Oh, by the way, since we've been talking, there was a, there was a uh, shooting in a Virginia Walmart and there was a shooting in a Texas church. I was just reading about the Texas church one. Yeah. Where that where the, the pastor pulled his gun yeah. and <laughs> like, is now oh, dead. Oh God, help us! But that's okay because Trump is trying to strong arm Georgia again. Oh, I saw that. Why is he so fixated on Georgia? Because he's going to lose those two Senate seats. But he's he's asking them to flip it. He's asking them to flip Georgia in his favor for the presidential election, which he can't do because the votes are already certified. Right. However, even if he was to flip Georgia, he still loses the presidency. It's not enough. It's not enough electoral seats to flip the election. Like what? I don't understand his fucking thinking. It's called insanity. Uh, absolutely. It's called insanity. There's more than enough cause to pull him out of that, that position right now. Yes. Sit down with Pence. Okay. You're going to sit down and you're going to shut the fuck up. You got to be out of here in 17 days. All right. Yep. Let's go to U-Haul and get you some cardboard boxes, jump, <laughs> but you're not going to do a goddamn thing until we get this thing straightened out. And you're not pardoning him either. Nope. But see, here's the thing with the pardons. All those people he pardoned yeah. can no longer plead the fifth if they're dragged in as witnesses. Right. That's going to hurt his ass. The problem that I see with that, though, is that the DOJ is going to have to move against Trump. And I don't know if they're willing to do that. <clears throat> they can still all the state shit that Trump's about to go through. All these people can still plead the fifth. Any, it's the criminal, um, it's the federal stuff that they, they can no longer plead the fifth to. And they, the DOJ has to bring charges against Trump for that to happen. And I don't think they're, they're strong enough to do that. I'm hoping though, knock on wood. Something needs to be done to get rid of this cancer. Well, I'll just break dance. I'm the big C. There you go, the big C. See, bringing it all doing, back around. Doing, doing a head spin for you. That's right. Right before I break my neck. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, nice. And then I wind up in the hospital with all the other COVID patients. No. Yeah. <clears throat> no, you won't end up in the hospital because you don't have COVID. They're going to put you on the sidewalk. That's right. A broken neck? Nah, never mind. They're going to line you up. <laughs> Got another one. Yeah. What is it? What this white boy do? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Try to do a head spin. 
He thinks he's ozone from breaking. Yeah. Oh, Shabadoo. Uh, All right. You got anything else for this week? Uh, no, I'll save it. Okay. All right. Well, if you want to get in touch with us, you can always send us an email at info at dancemonkeypodcast.com. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. Let us know you're listening. So until next week, this is Chris. This is John. Have a good week. Just wear the mask. Just do it. Just do it. Wear the damn mask. <laughs>